And then oh I went to the, I went to urgent care and they're like, it's, it's allergies. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> you really, I thought you were just going to say, I woke up thinking I had bronchitis and then it turned out I was just Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. In this episode, it's like we're in an alternate universe because we tried and record recording this episode once, and admittedly, I blew it. I know, Lily and Becky, I give you a real hard time about changing times of the episodes at the last minute. You're allowed showing one, up, Shai. Not You're showing one. up, mixing up years. the time zones doing yep. your episodes from like a bicycle in the woods you've <laughs> tough but, but fair but i really i really screwed the the pooch on the last one and just totally obliterated the audio and we had an amazing guest we actually had three amazing guests but we're gonna we're gonna bring back the the outside of the family guest mo braun uh mo braun is here and he is uh, an awesome pop culture opinionator is the best way i'd describe him <laughs> And he runs amazing rooms on Clubhouse, which is how I discovered his his awesomeness. And so Mo's agreed to come back. The other episodes, so everybody knows, did feature our parents. So I'm going to try to get some of the salvageable audio and stick it on as like a bonus after the theme music at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, welcome back, Mo. It is great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's really it's good to be back. Like I enjoyed it so much that when you were asked to redo it, I'm like, yeah, obviously. Aw, thank this you. Is, this is definitely the fastest repeat appearance anyone has ever had on the show. <laughs> and we're grateful. Thank you so much for um totally. Yeah, I'm happen. so happy to be back. So just to recap everyone where we're at, Becky and I just made it through a week of our parents visiting us, which I thought went pretty well. What do you think, Beck? I, I thought it was pretty successful. Their visit? Yeah, we we unlocked the key, Lily, to having successful and easy uh, visits with our parents. You need two houses. You need two houses. So you not need... an apartment for yeah, now. Not two even... whole not... houses <laughs> with many bedrooms and lots of indoor and outdoor spaces, multiple kitchens. Because let me let me just explain why, though. There's the issue of, like, oh, uh, not feeling overcrowded with them in your house or them getting antsy and being able to, like, bop back, back and forth between the two houses. But really, really because mom like shy every day is ordering new things to your house and if she has two houses to hide it in you can't get annoyed with her because you don't really know who it's for maybe you haven't seen it i mean i'm i'm not kidding shy you know, a shy, really fun game look closely like a treasure hunt i know several new things a really fun stashed around your house was living was having mom live with me for a year with no amazon <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who the so, Amazon well, she, was? She's making was up for me. lost time. No, no, no. She had you sending house. stuff. It all came and to then, my house. And then that spoiler, lady finds Spoiler, spoiler. She definitely ordered like new like pan, cooking pans and cookware to your house, Shy, so she could have the right size pan that she likes to cook with I when noticed, she's visiting. I thought that I noticed a new pan the other day. I thought it was because you took my pan. And I was like, oh, Becky took my pan. I now have this other pan in my house. All right. That's what yeah. I saw. I have several, I have a lot of new items. I told her if she's going to buy stuff, at least let me make a registry for her. 
<laughs> Lisa's like things that I want. We still have to fill out Lily's registry for all the things mom broke. Broke yeah. over the year. Well, Mo, back to our guest. Mo specializes in a few. He runs a few awesome rooms on Clubhouse, and everybody knows I'm a huge Clubhouse fan. You can catch actually Becky and Lily show up too as well, which is great. Um, and Mo, um, tell us a little bit about your rooms and about the first game we're going to play today because I absolutely love it. Sure. So uh, my friend and I opened up a clubhouse club called Quizzy Bubla, and we have trivia and all sorts of things. We've done Seinfeld and Parks. We also do music trivias, like mostly 90s and 2000s. But the one that you're referring to is the poorly described movie trivia, where we poorly describe movies and people have to guess the movie based on our poor descriptions. So I started that on a whim on a Friday. It's now become like a thing we do every Friday. This Friday, I actually have this guy on Twitter who does this, and he has like th- hundreds of tweets about poorly described movies. We're going to have him co-host this Friday's episode. So it's just a lot of fun. It, it, and it's super inclusive because the way we play is if you get it right, if you get the answer right, you get to describe the next movie. So it's not just like, you know, moderators with a bunch, with a list of poorly described movies. Well, let's everybody get really, get involved. That's my favorite part because I assumed I wouldn't get any and not get to play. Then I got two. So I like the way this game works. Yeah, you got you and your mom, I think, both had two, and nobody else yeah. had two. Okay, so I love this game. <laughs> and I, I think I, I've played on the clubhouse rooms, and I love it too, because also it's really nice is that if you don't have one ready, you always come back. You all, you all do a really nice job of coming back to the players. So we are going to play right now. Mo is going to lay some poorly described movies on us, and then we'll we'll play the game from there. So, All right. and you're always very generous of this. You give us like, oh, and what makes the right poorly described movie? Because you could poorly describe a movie nobody's seen and then, or, or say something like this movie is about a guy. And like, that's right. way too poorly described. Doing a thing. Right. What's the right sweet spot? So the right sweet spot is a place where the second you, re- the second you give them the movie, they're like, oh my God, that's such a good call. Like, like the Batman one is a super, super, specific one that everyone loves which is you know eccentric millionaire beats up mentally ill in cosplay and like no one thinks of it but when you say batman they're like oh shit like that's 100 percent what that movie is like uh, (laughs) so yeah i have to look up a couple new ones but i do have one of my favorites i used it i think three weeks ago which is um older sister ruins younger sister's chance of being on national television Older sister ruins younger sister's, sister's chance of being na- on national television. I, my first instinct had to do with the Wizard of Oz because, like, you know, the, the house dropping on, on the sisters and the witches, but I know that's incorrect in this okay, case. Sister. I know I'm gonna love maybe this there's one. like a competition, or or maybe did the older sister or did she? Does she ruin something so that she never is eligible to be on national television? I don't know. I don't know, Lily. What would you do? What would you ruin of Becky's to prevent her from? I just stuck gum in her hair once. I I mean, Becky was the Becky was onto something. Oh, okay, a competition of sorts. Competition. Okay, so it's got to be a competition. Uh, Okay, that my that I love the movies it brings your mind to that are wrong. Like that brought me to Miss Congeniality. So did I. I was originally Miss Congeniality. I'm like, Uh, there are sisters in that sisters, and it's an Uh, FBI. And then I was like, oh, what would be my bad description of Miss Congeniality? Congeniality. Yes, I get picked. I don't want to. And then I was like, I'll be giving it away. And and then I was like, where's Benjamin Bratt? And then I was like, I really want to see that movie. (laughs) Like, gotta (laughs) listen to the Coco soundtrack because he sings like at least one song on that. Sorry. So we might need a backup hit. We might need a backup hit. A backup hint. Okay. 
All right. Maybe the year, backup, like, like a backup how? hint is um, it's loosely related to Logba Omer. Loosely oh, related to Logba Omer. Holiday is it for frozen. I don't know. If there's a national competition. So wait, on is it. there a, like are, a Passover competition that I don't? know? No, no, no. So are you familiar with like the toys that are associated with Logba Omer? Like the specific, there's one toy that's very specifically linked to Logba Omer, and it's not a dreidel. It's no, not. That's Hanukkah. I, I know, but like, I mean, what other Jewish toys? Is an etrog? No, that's no, no, that's, that's <laughs> It is. It is. It is a bow and arrow. A bow and Brave. arrow. Brave. No. Um, oh, 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 Katniss Everdeen. Wild things are the Hunger Games. Oh my God! Ew, you're right. Oh, that's such a good description. That's such a great description. Older sister ruins younger sister's chance of being. And okay, so who got that? I wasn't that thinking of like a murder competition. I was thinking of like a beauty pageant, but okay. Because it, it took a few of us to actually. I answered the way mom would answer. I the movie. Oh, Katniss, the movie's called Katniss Everdeen. We both <laughs> answered Katniss Everdeen at the same time, and then I added where the wild things are because I couldn't remember the name. But then you said the Hunger Games, so I feel like Lily is the one who got it. Wrong. Okay, one might be too easy. I like the way Mo has like a good amount of words in his. Like I feel like (laughs) the 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 tendency is to make it really short. The description is that. Does that happen a lot? Wait, wait. Since no one, since no one really got it, can I? Oh, sorry. No, No, I really got it eventually after she just named all the words. Yeah. Um. Anyways, okay. So it's about a girl who makes out with her brother in space. Well, that's Star Wars. That's I would have so guessed easy. Star Wars. I would have guessed Star Wars right away before you even we said a girl makes out with her. Yeah, brother. I thought I shouldn't play with you. So, th- so it's my. <laughs> but Becky, okay. you you had to take a minute. I was it was taking a beat, but I was gonna get there pretty quickly. Damn. Okay, I'll come up with a new one because my other one from last time was pretty good. I'll no, no. So now I'm gonna guess one. I'm gonna guess one. Um, uh, a no, lady. You're gonna give us one. No, I'm gonna give We're you gonna one, which is yes. a lady. A lady. Um. Uh. Opens. Uh, hotel open opens a hotel. I don't lady have a lot of words. Opens a hotel. Yeah, so? opens a hotel. No, no. A lady opens a hotel and um, uh, becomes a fixture of the local community. So the Bates Motel. No, it's not the Bates. Uh, Motel. I said psycho. So a lady opens a hotel and becomes a fixture, fixture of the. Of the local is that community. is that that like falling in love the, that like Netflix the... movie mom made me watch? No, no, it's, <laughs> it's a real movie. Oh, Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> no, but I think you're kind of on the right. Well, not really Grand Budapest Hotel, but you are sort of on the right ho- track in your own. Way. Oh, the Marigold Hotel. No, the old <laughs> the people, old, Mar- people. <laughs> old people Marigold Hotel. No, the second best Marigold Hotel, hotel? in. Um, opens and her friends come to visit. So a lady opens a hotel, she becomes a fixture of the local community, and her friends come to visit. Is it Mamma Mia? Yes, it is Mamma oh, Mia. Oh, that's a good one. It's good. I never saw it. I just like this. Like, when you said the friends she, thing, I was like, does she Mommy is a, Is it a hotel? Yeah, she owns a... Doesn't she own a hotel? I don't know. Either way, if it's poorly described, if not, no. She I think it's just hotel. her house. It's not her house. It's her job. It's a B&B, maybe? I think so, in Greece. I'm going to be looking that up. All right. Well, uh, I'll defer my turn to Okay, Becky, okay. you go ahead. So, I then again and then I I I believe this is a popular enough movie that you would all get it, but I might if I'm wrong, I have a backup one that's easier, but I think it should be Okay. So this guy who works at like a mechanic shop, Bird on a Wire, has a crush right. on his neighbor 
who lives down the hall from him in his apartment building. Guy who works in a mechanic shop. Uh, like, I don't know that he's necessarily a mechanic, but he, he works there or he hangs out there. Benny but he Jim. definitely, or he at least no, knows no, someone who works Benny there. The he, mask. he works there. No. no. Uh, Fast and the Furious? You're on the right track, but not at all at, at the same time. <laughs> I, he, well, he may or may not work in a mechanic no, shop. No, no, right? let's just say, he, no, he works in a mechanic shop. I'm like, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I'm like 99% sure he works in a mechanic shop and he has a crush on this woman who lives down the hall from him in his building. And that's oh, basically drive. what the movie's about. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, he's a, he's a getaway driver. But he works in the mechanic shop, which is why he knows Brian Cranston, no. who sets up the, all I the jobs know. for him. He works in the shop with him. I gotta say, he's that's a, a driver for films. Isn't he a what, the stunt, stunt driver, driver for films? No, yeah. I think he works. Then how does he know Brian Cranston? I think he works in that shop with him. Yeah. Another plot I have to look up, but whatever, you, I got it. Either way, the point I would say just camp. that movie is a perfect segue because, well, I don't know if that movie is underrated because I think anyone who's seen it loves it, but it took me a while to want to see that movie and get get to seeing that movie. And um uh once i did i thought that was just like absolutely fantastic i i love, I that, love movie. that movie so much one of the great rooms that mo also runs on clubhouse which we we're going to emulate today is he talks of he does these great like like says like a, pronounces a pretty controversial statement about something being overrated and then invites everybody to give their opinion so mo for you what's the definition of an overrated or an underrated movie like for me in either case, like in, in the overrated case, it has to be critical acclaim. Like it can't just be like, to me, a movie that makes a lot of money isn't necessarily overrated because I don't know if a lot of people, but like a movie in which there is a lot of hype and critical acclaim is a movie that I'm going to say is overrated when when, I, when I've seen it. What's your definition of overrated versus So overrated? I definitely think the ratings come into it, like the IMDb's and the Rotten Tomatoes and all that jazz. Because a movie like, for example, I would never call... The Big Lebowski overrated because it's a cult classic. Only the people who love it overread it. It's not overrated critically. But um, um, like I love the movie, but I don't. Again, I wouldn't consider it overrated because it's not a highly rated movie. It's just a movie people love. When I think of overrated, like the first thing that pops in my head always and forever is the show Friends. I think Friends is a hot pile of garbage. Um, I think it's it's even more so because I'm such a Seinfeld fan. I think that they have the far superior acting but the writing is absolutely trash. Like the fact that pivot is the joke that they go to, as opposed to like Seinfeld, where it's so much deeper. Like I, I really, really always have hated friends aside from obviously the political issues. Like you live in New York and there's one black person in a hundred episodes. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Though. That's totally <laughs> I think fine. We should that's pivot. Totally yeah, we should pivot. We should pivot. All right. But, that's, mean, that, but, that's, but that's where Mo's coming at it with this. Um, and I, I totally, I have to say, I disagree, but I respect where you're coming from and you do make sound arguments. But so, I, so I'd love to I'd love to give I'd love to do a spin on the overrated underrated game, and I'm going to introduce you to our signature games. We actually have a bunch of them, but I'm going to throw a few at you. Are you ready for it, Mo? Sure, let's do it. All right. So the signature number one game of Friday Night Movie is called Buy Rent or Meh. You've probably played different versions of this, um, and Buy Rent and Meh are is the official rating scale of everything on Friday Night Movie. So a movie is either a buy, a rent, or a meh. Occasionally, it's a bleh. That's like, you can only use a couple of those a year. 
in this case, going to give you three movies that from our previous conversation that we had had um, with my parents that unfortunately is sort of like lost to the world of audio. Um, three movies that were identified as overrated and you have to buy, rent, and meh each of these. Okay. Now, buy means you'll keep it. You'll take it home. Rent means, yeah, you watch it on streaming by today's standards or you'd go and rent it, but you're not going to invest in that whole VHS. And then meh is, meh is whatever you define it. So meh doesn't have to be the lowest ranked because it could be an indifferent meh um, and your rent could be more contemptuous, but you do have to define what that meh means. And again, occasionally a blaze. No, for sure. I, I got you. All right. So from our original conversation, I had said the Joker was overrated. Um, was it Becky or Lily who said La La Land was overrated? Becky, Becky said La La Land was overrated. And 2001 Space Odyssey was dad's one that was overrated. And I want to tip my hat to dad who did such a great job researching this. And he just savaged the movie. Uh, um, uh, but if so, Mo, by Renter Man, and everyone will play a little bit here. Joker, La La Land, 2001. Okay, so... I feel like rent can also be seen in theaters. And with that, I feel like, cause it's, it's like, you're, it's a, it's the idea that you want to see something once, but maybe not another time. Mm, okay. okay. I, like it. I like it a lot. Like you're still spending money on it, but you're spending money on it, but you don't want to take it one and done. You. You're not committed yeah, to a long-term relationship with it. Correct. And I think like I mentioned before, the Joker to me was something that I would never see in the privacy of my own home. The thing about the Joker that I, that I loved again. And it, when I say loved, I mean, in the, in the time I was frightened as hell, but like, I just loved the experience was people laughing at the Joker at weird times made you feel like you were sitting next to the Joker. And it oh, frightened me in the theater. And I thought that was a very weird, but cool and do you experience. you think like people didn't get the joke or they didn't No, I think they were like... psychotic. I feel like I was sitting <laughs> next to a group of psychotic people. And that was the point of the movie was like anyone next to you could be the Joker. And again, the movie, like they might defend themselves saying they were trying to bring awareness to, to mental illness. If you were trying to bring awareness to mental illness, you'll make a donation and an ad campaign. That wasn't what it was. They were they were vilifying mental illness in a way. Um, but I think I would rent that. I think that's a movie I would rent and or like I would see it in theaters. I, I, I saw it in theaters. I don't think I would ever watch it again. I think I got what I needed from it and I'm done with it. I, I'm with you on that. I saw it in theaters and I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So that, that would be a rent for me. Um, what was the next movie? Uh, La La Land and Space Odyssey. La La Land for me was a meh. Like I pushed it off for so long because I think the most compared movie to it in its time was The Greatest Showman. And while I realized The Greatest Showman wasn't a great movie per se, the music was insane. Like, I love that soundtrack. I play it all the time. That's one that our I mom really would pick as an she, underrated. Yeah, she that's she underrated. loves that movie, and I kind of wanted to see it. I, I think it. it's an incredible, incredible movie, like, as a, on a music level. But I don't think that the movie itself was like, I think, like, for example, if I'm thinking of a movie that both music and movie combined were perfect was the sound of music. I think there were a lot of issues with like how easy it was to escape Nazis as if it was just like, oh, all you needed to do was hide in a church. Um, but I think that the actual combination of music and movie storyline was perfection. Whereas La La Land, the music wasn't great. And the storyline was like, we met, like you mentioned in the last show, like, how are you going to make a picture about jazz? And there was less black people than Utah. 
Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, John Legend appears in, like, one scene, and they're like, but John Legend was in it, so therefore, and you're like, mm. Exactly. I was like, if you're tokening black John people, Legend, like, using like, jazz, yeah. like, what's happening? So I really made that movie. I pushed it off. I saw it this year, and when I saw it, I was like, all right. Like, I I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, and that's what I feel like a mez. A mez, like, I might have gone to see it with friends, or I might watch it if somebody puts it on, but I'll never recommend it to someone. But, but here's a question for you is, is it a good date movie? And then that's kind of a segue away of also talking about your most overrated movie here. <laughs> is this a better date movie than your most overrated movie? Oh, absolutely. Because at least there's the note, at least it's a movie that you can watch together with someone and you can judge them but in a kind of way, like the things that they like about the movie, like on the romantic angles, on the life hardships. Like these are, it does touch on conversations that as somebody who's in the dating world, like these are conversations we have. Like, do you, are you going to support me in my career moves? Are you going to like, you know, step a step right, away from a like potential a, a role a for missed, you? Missed opportunity for love. Exactly. So I right. think that it really does touch on topics, but I also like thought that it was like a little bit misogynistic. Like he was expecting her to give up everything, but he wouldn't do anything for her. Um, but I do think that the other movie that we're talking about was the absolute worst movie I've seen in my life. And like I mentioned, like I, I didn't go on another date with this person because they like this movie. And I'm like, if this is the type of movies you like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> I love that. That should just be a criteria. Forget all the apps. All you should do is just answer a questionnaire about movies. Yeah, I think I, I would hundred percent swipe on apps based on their love for Seinfeld and friends. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. Would it you swipe, Seinfeld swipe right? Right, like friends. Swipe Seinfeld left. and yeah, Seinfeld and friends. Well, and right, friends. No, we're never getting show. married then. Just to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> there. Um, all right. So now let's. I'm going to throw you some of our underrated movies. So I'm going to. I assume the Space Odyssey is your buy. Um, yeah, I guess it would be my buy. I, 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 I honest. Okay, this is, might be shocking. I've never seen Space Odyssey. It takes a so, while. It's a huge investment. Yeah, of time. I've never seen it. That's but one where I would say that's though, what all the cool kids say. I, like, I will. I would say if you have a chance to see that on the big screen when theaters are open again, because it'll run every time, you know, yeah. every once in a while. That's one where going and doing it. And I am going to rewatch it. I've committed to rewatching that with my brother-in-law Vlad because it's one of his favorite movies. And there's a movie I've never seen, which is Zero Dark Thirty, which I've also committed to watching. Sometimes Oof, that the one's amazing. Really like matters. Um, all right. Underrated movies we talked about. Death to Smoochie, which is the one I swear by. Buckaroo Banzai, which is my dad's. And then Galaxy Quest, which was Becky's. Becky's. Mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest, which is Becky's. Um, uh, this is this is a hard one. By Renter Man. But I, I don't know if he's seen all these movies. Uh, that's even more fun. If you haven't seen, I haven't them, that seen. Makes you do- I haven't seen any of those movies. Oh, so wait. So this is an opportunity for another follow-up episode for Mo because when he sees all these movies, I'm going to want to know what his answer. These are. Oh no, for sure. And I'm hardcore recommendations Quest, from us. Galaxy Quest definitely talked to me the most because I love the idea of like lampooning sci-fi. Right. Like Spaceballs. Yeah. Spaceball was my favorite. One of my favorite movies, and I had never seen Star Wars. Like without knowing any of the jokes they were making, Ooh, I still love like, Rick Moranis <laughs> and like everything else about it was so it must have been what, even funnier to you once you got to see star wars oh it was like, it was hysterical because when i was watching star wars with my friends i would make reference to Spaceballs as as if space balls was the original i'd be like oh my god it's like <laughs> <Spaceballs."> <laughs> he got so angry and I was so angry. 
but I use Spaceballs. I use Spaceballs as sort of a when my kids, I showed them Star Wars at a very young age, but when they got older, it started to become more scary to them because it became more like real. And so Spaceballs was sort of how we hung in the Star Wars universe. But what's cool about Galaxy Quest that's different than Spaceballs is that Galaxy Quest doesn't break the fourth wall. It it is in itself a movie with stakes. It's just an awesome parody of Star Trek at the same time. So like you could do more Galaxy Quest universe stuff in a way that you couldn't do it with Spaceballs. Um, so that that definitely, I would say, of these three movies is the most accessible. And that would be my vibe because like, I feel like I can watch that twice. Death to Smoochie, you said it was like oh. a dark comedy. I love dark, dark comedies. Yeah. It's and like that's dark. that's kind of why I like refer to British comedy a lot because it's a lot darker. So I definitely would rent that. And what was the third movie? Buckaroo Banzai makes sense that you're gonna the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across across the across the eighth dimension. So it, let, it, let me just tee a, up the cast for you. Let me just tee up the cast. It's a very okay. cult very film from the eighties. Very cult from the eighties. Like but but just follow this cast, okay? I don't think he's gonna know anybody except Peter, Jeff Yes, this is a man with taste. Peter Weller, who played Robocop. Yeah. Okay. John Lithgow, Oscar winner John Lithgow, I think. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Clancy Brown, Ellen Barkin, Christopher Lloyd, Dan Hedaya. Okay, Dan Hedaya, maybe Dan Hedaya. Christopher Lloyd so far is the only one I knew other than Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) I told you. I I love Christopher Lloyd and Goldblum, so I would see it just on those two. However, Lloyd is not in his, like, Lloyd Prime. This is, like, before he was famous, really, no? No, he was was already, no, he was already famous from Taxi. Taxi, but but not. Back to the Future. Right, not his, like, major Lloyd fame. He wasn't, he wasn't Back to the Future. um, and and same with Lithgow. I feel like he's just like this insane villain, but his career. No, Lithgow has... had already won an Oscar, I think. At that I'm gonna Google it because I know a lot of people by face, but not by name. Because I'm oh, really John Lithgow, at... you Third Rock from the Sun. You'll know who he is. Oh, I lo- I, okay, I love him. Yeah, Trying yeah. He won. That. He won. Did he win Best Supporting Actor twice? Oh, he deserves all the Oscars. Did he he's win incredible. for Terms of Endearment and World According to Garp? Or, I know, I know he, he won I, for I Garp, pretty, right? I'm pretty sure he won for Garp. Okay. But yeah, those... I loved him. Third Rock, Third Rock from the Sun was hysterical to me. It was like oh. it was like it was like if Coneheads became a TV show. Sure, he doesn't have an Oscar. He doesn't. Oh, is he nominated no. for Oscar? He's nominated for okay. Garp and Terms and, of Endearment. Okay, well, he should first of all. Let's get on that. Let's. Like, let's I have a whole thing. I have a whole thing on. There should be a for the the way to fix the Oscars. Okay, follow me here. Mo, this is an aside, but I'm interested in what you think. The way well, to they're fix coming the there Os- this weekend, so it's timely. Oh, it's timely. There you go. The way to fix the Oscars is to have like a certain number of them hold over every year, so that if the movie that's the best one year doesn't make it, it gets to compete again, and then like there can be sort of like a, a um a like you have a just, year of duds you can give someone from last year yeah like a year of duds then you don't have Shakespeare in Love or the English Patient win you know what I mean like and, I and, like, and like Shakespeare in Love Dark I just Dark think Lovers. that there should be a, if it doesn't like, deserve an Oscar if the well, ten movies well, it deserves to be nominated movies, actually I'd say considering how they give out Oscars yeah it probably does deserve it but ten you know. ten, ten <laughs> movies anyways all right okay now we're gonna play a game. We call this Pitch Imperfect, okay? And Pitch Imperfect has a few different variations to it, um, but the version we're going to play here is where you pitch a sequel to a movie that you like, and it's going to be an underrated movie. So you're, you're, 
you're fighting against the the trends here against what what critics conventional critics say and i'm gonna stand by my deep love for cats the movie not well, even not even there be I'm a cat sequel so wait hold on i'm gonna pitch it to you okay all right so cat sequel all right, so a cat sequel, and I'm going to base it on the movie because the play is a whole other direction, and I could go in that direction too. But you know, we're talking about movies here. So, wait, have you seen Cats, Mo? I've I've not seen Cats. Uh, I've, I've I've read every single tweet about it, but I have not seen the movie. It's you know those or the Broadway t- show. No, no, the only Broadway show I've ever seen was I am um, Book of Mormon. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. I, I like the cats way more than Book of Mormon. No, but, Book of Mormon was like, amazing. But for me, every play that isn't Les Miserables to me is like it's not cats. Because <laughs> um, Les Mis is the only one I like as much as. Sorry, cats. did you grow up in the eighties? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Super eighties. Sorry, eighties. Okay. <laughs> so cats. here's my pitch for cats. At the end of the film, McCavity, played by an anatomically restructured Idris Elba, is left. <laughs> on the the tower right on the top of big ben i think or something like that like he's been he's tried to make his way to the what if our listeners stopped listening (laughs) (laughs) all i'm saying is this is that at this point victoria and mistopheles they're shipped they're a couple okay Mm -hmm. they're they're helping with the tribe which is principally run by my favorite cat monka strap okay oh boy and wait and um Old Deuteronomy is still alive, but McCavity returns with vengeance and actually offs Old Deuteronomy. Because <gasps> he didn't pick him to go to the heavy side layer. And then the because I don't want to I don't want to take from the original insanity of the playing of different cats, then a whole other round of performances of cats auditioning to be the new head of the clan. Oh, the new happens. The so new Deuteronomy. You could give some of the cats that you already have, but they sang other people's songs, songs. You could do some but don't like, you know Monkish Trap is just gonna win. So like what's the point? No, no, it'd not be maybe maybe Mistopheles comes in, maybe Victoria, maybe it's a oh my god, you need they to become stop. a democracy. <laughs> okay. Like so that's, maybe like you guys the, need to take uh, this maybe Gus the, the theater cat. Okay. Because so Lily, he's kind of the oldest. <laughs> Lily, you have to take this conversation offline. Lily, pitch us a sequel to your No, because my movie's perfect. So okay. it doesn't have a sequel. So what was what your was movie? yours? Arrival. Okay. And we should have a hundred percent on every tomatoes. Have you okay. seen that? So you're all? you're thinking like, that it's underrated, it's just list. that it doesn't have it. It's very like but it's not underrated, it's critically acclaimed. But it's not and enough. Beloved by <laughs> audiences, and I think like was nominated for many Oscars. She, she should have won the Oscar. She was nominated. But Lily, I he, just want to say, should have won. Everybody should have won. I say Lily, that movie should be. People should talk about that movie more. Lily, just think. Yeah. Just think of this. Mm. Think of the trades you will make with me. Trades is one of our other principles of the show. Think of the mm-hmm. trades you will make me to mm-hmm. watch this dull space movie that you're talking about. Very beautiful and artsy. You've never um, seen it? No. <gasps> oh, so beautiful. I kept oh, thinking wait, it think was the Charlie Sheen movie from the 90s where no, he finds the no, no, aliens with no. the rabbit legs. It's like, I told you guys this, I have a weird affinity for like love stories and space when it's like slow and artsy. Like that's literally <laughs> where my like algorithm meets. <laughs> this movie weird. I think is it's perfection. So, Becky, how about you? Pitch us a sequel to your underrated film. Um, so, in the first Galaxy Quest, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but the crew is in space protecting a spaceship of aliens. 
And then I think in the sequel, the aliens now, their alien friends now come to Earth and the shenanigans are reversed of the aliens being on Earth trying to protect the humans from a different space creature bad guy. And now we just basically, you kind of, it, you just like, yeah, you kind I'm of like you do didn't the, re- the, the screenplay so you could do like a, of yours oh. like Shy did. Listen, not every movie needs to break the mold. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I can go with what works. This is a formula that would work. I just want to see my humans and my aliens having cute shenanigans. Well, you could do a play on Star Trek Four. Right, because Star oh, Trek. Right, because in this scenario, I've seen all the Star Treks. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect. In Star Trek Four, they go back. We'll in time. parody. They go Star back Trek in time 4. to the eighties to get the whales to save the future. Said no one ever. Okay. Next. <laughs> all right, all right, Mo. How about your underrated movie and your right. pitch for a sequel for it? So I, I don't have a great sequel to the Last Boy Scout, but if they did come out with one it would have to be called we're joking there was one more boy scout uh, but um, i, <laughs> I thought you were going to approach a, pe- would, a prequel that was the first boy scout yeah but i would have loved to see honestly like I, and again this is obviously a joke but i think it would be hysterical if somebody did a sketch of a pre uh, a prequel i'm sorry a sequel to white men can jump and it's called um jewish white men can jump and all it is is highlights of the ball getting stuck in the rim and us using brooms to get it out you know what i'm <laughs> talking that's about because like, that's basically like so what people don't know is like know how exactly many like talking about jewish schoolyard and like jcc basketball leagues there are <laughs> of like because because there's like a like i i don't know how so many guys and our dad in so particular, many jewish guys our dad lived on like the, the mean streets of jewish basketball in brooklyn so that, that's me my whole life but like the game was like there was a complete standstill if it got stuck in the rim <laughs> like does somebody have a broom like is there a broom nearby or else we're not finishing this that or you throw your sneakers at a, it if you had a second ball you could your, punch it out that's right you needed the second ball. ball to punch it out yeah. yeah but there was always that kid who's like oh wait let me try he jumps and he misses it by four feet yeah. Amazing. Awesome. i would love I to see really, that as like a highlight reel that's i a, really that i is, really think that's great that's awesome that is a great that is a great scratch okay i am now we're going to throw at you the third, the third of our one of the well, there's a bunch of other ones, but one, one, one more we have time for. And this is called a comparathon. This one, it, it, there's speed, but you do throw in your 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 reasoning. Now, I have composed a non-scientific list of wow. overrated yeah, shows. This list is like, but the criteria that you think is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like because if you go to actual, the Walking Dead is not overrated. It's You're wrong. Dead. It's, it's I think at a certain underrated. point, I've, I've seen like five minutes of it. It's awful. Um, uh, uh, so I think it's just appropriately rated. Maybe it's rated. A I don't very know. Very big fault. But aside from aside from one or two of these, a lot of these are shows with critical acclaimed or like big followings. Um, but like some lists I look at had like the Big Bang Theory is overrated. I'm like, I don't know anybody who likes that show. <laughs> it's I literally agree. just some sort of like weird scientific like <laughs> the subliminal thing that CBS okay. has. I would like you to take how dare you how dare you put Friday Night Lights on that list no but that's what I'm making it I'm making it challenging so people can't make mistakes no no people can't make mistakes just let me set up the rules I'm gonna run down a list I'm gonna go one by one one and you have to compare to the previous one that you hold on to you can hold on to one show each time but that show this time you're you're saying which is overrated so if I say Game of Thrones versus the American Office, and my basis for the American Office being overrated is anything after the the after Michael Scott left. 
or or I happen to like the first season after the one with James Spader, but like anything after Michael Scott leave, like really damages the rating of that overall show. So yeah. Game of Thrones or The Office? I would keep The Office without a doubt. I, I no, thought no. Game of Thrones was terrible. Oh, no. So then Game of Thrones is the overrated one. So we're going for yes. most overrated. Okay. Yeah. So Game of Thrones is overrated. Okay. So Game of Thrones is overrated. All right. Game of Thrones or The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Uh, I, I definitely think Mrs. Maisel is overrated, but I'd still stay at Game of Thrones. All right. Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. I know controversial pick, Lily, but Becky and I both think it's overrated. So it's I still think it's Game of Thrones. All right. Game of Thrones. This is just me being mean to my sisters. Like my kids saw me making this list and they were like, why are you putting on shows that mom likes? And I'm like, because it's my show. (laughs) Uh, um, Game of Thrones or Grey's Anatomy? Because I don't think Grey's Anatomy is like the Big Bang Theory. I don't know who anyone actually. Yeah, I I think that. I really wanted a Game of Thrones to get to the bottom, but I think Grey's Anatomy is going to come up. Okay, so How that... dare you? <laughs> My goodness. All right. I think the, I think it's like, how is it not a soap opera at this point? Like, why isn't it earring at Friday afternoon? <laughs> Friday afternoon. <laughs> like that should be the TV slot that they have. Amazing. All right, Grey's Anatomy or Friday Night Lights, which is the more overrated? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy or Stranger Things, which is the more overrated. I, I particularly go hard on the over... I love Stranger Things, and I we all love it, but to me, I'm, like, fixated on the fact that I think it's overrated. That's, like... A- I, I think that the season two and three were definitely overrated. Season one was good enough that I'm going to let Grey's Anatomy keep the title so far. All right. Grey's Anatomy against House of Cards. I, I still... Grey's Anatomy. Like, I think House of Cards, again, like, I think that there were seasons that weren't great, but there were seasons that were fantastic. Grey's Anatomy or one of Lily's favorites, American Horror Story. Oh, I absolutely love it. Every single season of American Horror Story. Really? I don't have the guts to watch all of them. It is so chilling and I, I love it's horrors. so chilling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love horrors. Really? Like, Ooh, I, 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 one of my biggest issues are like all the new horrors are too funny to be scary. My husband says the same thing. Oh my God, you guys have to get together and watch yeah. terrifying films together. Every time I see something, a show or movie that scares me and I send it to Lily's husband, he's like, why are you sending me comedies? He's like, I didn't do his accent. Funny. I made him like well, kind of an Israeli there. He's Spaniard. I was going to say, he sounds super Israeli. Yeah. <laughs> All accents to me are Israeli or, or Spanish. Uh, not Israeli or Russian when I try to do accents, no matter what. Um, All, right. All right. Okay, so now... Grey's Anatomy or Mad Men. I admit I watched six episodes of Mad Men and I just couldn't, there was nothing that I liked about it, but I know so, that's a critically acclaimed show. I think Mad Men is the Gary Vaynerchuk of TV shows. What's a Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh, he's like this like success coach, marketing wizard guy. <laughs> like follow me and you'll be successful and you're not doing it because you're not hustling enough. That's the type of show it is, but I still think Grey's Anatomy because I do appreciate the I do appreciate the highlighting of like how how ridiculous those offices were in the what was it the sixties or something. I mean, it really is like sounds like it's awful. Um, yeah, um, sounds like an awful place to be. All right, all right. So Grey's Anatomy has has taken took it from Game of Thrones about about the third way through, and now we're in the final stretch. All right, Grey's Anatomy. Or the Family Guy, which some people might not say is overrated at all. Yeah, I think I think it's not overrated. I think the first bunch of seasons were incredible, and then everybody else, like I think most people are like, "This is terrible now," and it's not overrated. It's just a bad show now. Okay, so it's just sort of it is what it is. All right, yeah. And now, and now one of the two um, shows most talked about on your clubhouse room, 
um, ga- um, Grey's Anatomy versus Lost. Lily was yeah. a big Lost watcher. I think it's absolutely lost. Like the fact that you can watch it after the numbers thing, like after like the putting these numbers of the world ends, we, like how we do you finally stop? agree on something? Like I'm, I'm glad, but you're not going to agree with the next one. I know, but right, at least so, we made it here, Mo. So, so <laughs> just to recap, point. Lost knocked out Grey's Anatomy, which knocked out Game of Thrones. And then just because we got to pay tribute to Mo, we got to put Lost up against Friends, which is the most overrated. Oh, absolutely. Friends. Like uh, I, it's just there's so many things about it, like the fact that the characters, like the two, no, like the two biggest character, two of the biggest characters in the show, are like you have a show about six people and two of them are horrific. Like Phoebe and Joey upset me how bad they are. <gasps> those characters. Really? Wow! I like, thought you were gonna go like with Rachel. I mean, if yeah, I'm gonna I say, say I've, probably, I've attacked characters on the worst. show, but for me, Rachel is really. But yeah, I think Rachel, Rachel is like Ma- Rachel's like way too many Jewish women that I've dated, and then Ross upsets me just because he's the worst person. Ross, I feel like was done dirty by the writers, um, by the writers of that show. I love Chandler, but he's the only person I want to listen. Like if there was this episode of Friends where it's just Chandler speaking, I would watch that one. I mean, Chandler and Monica did take over that show, but I love, I love your distaste for the show, but it seems like you've seen every episode. Oh, I've seen every single episode. And if you want to watch a version of Friends, but with good writers, it's called Happy Endings. Oh, happy! I, I love that show. I love that show. I knocked off the three. I knocked off three episodes. Um, uh, um, um, uh, uh, the, I, I, I knocked off those three episodes in like one visit to Becky in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, three seasons I, or episodes? three seasons? Sorry, three seasons. I love that show. That was yeah. That was a I show think that, that they that was the same cast set up. Like you had the dumb people, you had the successful people. You had the poor, like like the people who like, oh, you want to go to a restaurant? Oh, I can't afford it. Like they had the same dynamics of friends, but it was so much more, like so much better written. And I would say on that show, I don't remember who ended up with who, but it was a show that was not driven by the romance. Will they, won't they? Like the will they, won't they came and went, but it wasn't the core of the show. Like most of what I remember on that show was, um, most of what I remember on that show was uh, Eliza Coop and um, Damon Wayans Jr., who were like hilarious together. I mean, I remember the characters being hilarious, but I and, and their interactions, but I, I wasn't obsessed with their romantic endings. I don't know, maybe that was just me, but like I just didn't. No, no, no. That. I'm I'm with you. Penny Hearts and Max were the two best. Like Penny and uh, Max, that's yeah. what I watched the show for for those two. They, yeah. Oh, Casey Wilson. She's just a genius. Yeah. That and the, and talk about a powerhouse cast. That that show was just. Yeah, the cast was incredible. I, I was such a massive fan, and I think they did. You know what? I will say one thing. Like I think that they ended too early, but they ended right. Like they didn't. They didn't abuse the fact that they had a viewership. Yeah, I mean, I would go. I would. I would love like a, a once in a while, a, an extra season. You know, but that show doesn't yeah. need to be done all the time. They did um, what British shows do. They ended on a high note. American shows have a hard time doing that. That is. That, that is, is. That is true. Ooh, yeah. No, there should be honestly, there should be a five season limit on most shows, um, uh, or five, maybe seven, but not long. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Show or seventeen, on. like Grey's Anatomy. I can't believe that that dribble is still on TV. Um, all right, so not, let, not so Becky, just to recap, just to recap, so Lost beat out Grey's Anatomy, but then uh, Friends, of course, took it for Mo, and then we talked about Happy Endings, which was great. Now let's just get to straight up people's recommendations. Lily, what do you have to say for yourself? I have a lot to say for myself, so just sit back. 
one second. Let me pull up my list, please. Um, I would just like to say that you two nerds, uh, not Yumo, but Becky and Shy, <laughs> have been giving have been giving me tons of shit over the last few months about an amazing, um, riveting show that I've watched on Netflix, uh, possibly a product of quarantine and being in a pandemic, but whatever, uh, blown away. Slightly. Oh my God, we're not title. talking about this again. No more glass <laughs> blowing. Saying, but I will say, I'm Pam just saying, did, Pam, Pam did, she texted loved me it. to tell me, to warn me she was going to tell you she loved it. She was she like, she loved it. But I'm so happy you have a friend. I'm so happy you have a glass blowing show? Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's I thought it was kind of cool. My, my old roommate was, uh, he saw the one about like the silversmith and he went to silversmith like classes. <laughs> because he saw the show? Wow. Because he saw the show. Yeah. Look at that. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, I, I can you, appreciate it. If you get, let me know when someone when someone melts their face off. Let me know. I'll give it a I'm watch. I'm also like really. Feel, I'm like I'm a big fan. Like I know this makes this. I'm so immature, but like the fact that they call it a glory hole makes me laugh every time. I brought that up the last time. Not just that, but like they're always like blow harder, stick it in the glory hole, like the exactly. <laughs> It's so great. And, and they're like the hosts are like Canadian, and so like they're so proper about it. But I'm like, how is nobody laughing right now? Honestly, I um, still think it was created. Amazing. I, I, I really as a joke. Created as a joke. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then I started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because Shy has, I would say, badgered me into watching it. Um. It is beyond not the type of show that I normally would watch. I find it sometimes incredibly annoying, but I can't, there's something about it. I keep going back. I don't know why. You're gonna. You're in it. I don't know why. It's but a very special show. I some of the I feel like some of the songs I want to fast forward through. Can I? Or do I have to listen to the all the songs? The songs are really good, though. I I will say the songs get better as the show goes on. I like hope you start, so. but then there's also less songs. Like in season oh, four, like there there there's only four seasons of the show, so it's not a huge. Unlike you, I don't need everything I want to be a musical. So <laughs> do they have it a cat to be episode? <laughs> but how talented is Rachel Bloom? She's how, incredibly talented, I and her. I think yeah. the best parts of the show is when it's just like her being a compelling actress telling her story. There's like a lot of other stuff in there that I can understand is fun, but like the true story about someone struggling with mental health and like figuring out their way in life and who's an overachiever, all of that stuff. I think I, I'm happy to watch that. So I'm giving it a try. All right. Thank you. I finished Patriot, which is my, like, I was blessed to have you bring the show into um, my life. Uh, I believe there's I believe a award to be bestowed I think on the, me. You are a genius. And I give you an, I told you show. Yes. For that and Perpetual Grace, which you were more on top of me, Perpetual Grace, to watch. And both of those shows, you win. You get a double whammy. Those shows change my life. They're not for everyone. I don't recommend it for everyone because it's like a very, you have to have a very good taste in television to watch it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, double, I told you, so I see you writing that in the notes. Um, you bet I, then I That's going in the notes. It's going in the promotion quick, for this episode. Quickly, um, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman. Oof, mind blown those movies were incredible for uh for people who are interested in oscar movies so you know the anxiety i have about seeing sound of metal because i'm a drummer will it stress me out no or? i don't think so i don't think so because like um a good you know jewish boy that you are if there's a hint that something's wrong with you you're going to a doctor whereas i think this person kind of ignores it for a long time and then allows like maybe 
of situation to get worse than it could have been. Whereas you, I'm not worried. If you've got like a little itch in your ear or something, you're like having like, yeah. you know, an ENT, like they do with like a camera or I've something. Had, I've had many a doctor flush wax from my ear just just because it was itchy. Oh, thank you for, thank you for. So I don't think it'll stress you out. I think it is um, just a beautiful movie. I think it's incredibly well done. And Promising Young Woman, I think everybody needs to go see that right now. Like, stop what you're doing and find a way to see that movie. I really love Unbelievable. that Unbelievable, right? Especially the ending. The ending was the ending, so well done because they didn't sugarcoat. Don't say anything. They didn't say, they didn't see it, so don't say anything. The, it, the whole film, I think, just, like, keeps pushing you and pushing you and pushing you as you're watching it without, like, very subtly. And then yeah, I don't, I don't almost don't want to say anything about it. All right, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch see it. it. I'm going to see um, it. I will say that like we stayed up way past bedtime to talk about it. Like I felt like I needed to talk about that movie afterwards. Um, and then we watched this film I've been following for a little while. Anytime I get like wind of a sort of star-crossed lover situation coming, I pay attention and I follow Sebastian Stan because I had to watch that Marvel show for an episode we did. Blah. And so I now I'm following him on Instagram and he was in a, like a more of like an indie film by a Greek filmmaker called Monday, which I think maybe where you guys are, you can get on Amazon prime um, and it's on iTunes. And it's about uh, two people who meet over a weekend in Greece. And since just basically same shit, different pile, how I met my husband, I really enjoy that movie, but it's basically like when you meet somebody on a Friday and like, it's amazing and incredible, What's Monday going to be like? And the movie's called Monday. And Mondays you move to the Canary Islands. And yeah, Mondays you just don't come Sometimes. home. Monday you don't come <laughs> Leave home. Leave your sister to fly back from Barcelona by herself. <laughs> That's what happens on Monday. Story right. for another time. All right, the point Beck. is that I liked it. All right, so. Beck, what are you recommending? I reckon, I mean, my, my rec is I thoroughly loved watching Thunder Force with our mother. I don't know that I like recommend it just to like hang out by yourself and watch it. But if you can score a date to watch it with our mom, it's uh, awesome. How big of a Patreon, like when we start our Patreon one day, we keep alluding to it. How much do you think someone has to pay to get to watch a movie with mom? I mean, it's priceless. How can you put a price tag on those yeah. giggles? Like they get I to mean... pick and they get to watch it with her. Yeah. I don't think it's Patreon. I think you start your own company called Only Moms. <laughs> oh my God. You are a genius at startups. <laughs> <laughs> we copyright that oh my god it's all yours it's amazing um, you so can like rent a mom that, to watch a silly comedy with that, I'm all for it. and i've also been loving uh the newest season of nailed it which i'm slowly doling out to myself like one episode at a time and i'm i'm really enjoying that that's what i've been watching i'm like lily i don't know you want me to watch like two movies a day you have oh, children you have a job i don't know how you have this much time this is oh, this believe is me over... if you want to work for it you can figure out how to get those movies this is over I, the course of many like i've of like and two I've, or three honestly weekends. i've don't been watching people for following their bliss listen i think my yeah. problem is that i get sucked into these like really again i get sucked into these youtube vortexes of like cooking like uh cooking demonstrations i'll watch them for like two hours a night it's really yeah so it's probably what's eating up all my time all right. Well, Mo, we are we a man of such exquisite taste. We would love to know <laughs> your recommendations. I have so so many, but um, if anybody's ever seen if anybody's ever seen Lily Hammer, 
Um, that's the, the first ever, it. isn't that the first ever streaming First ever show? Netflix original. Yeah, that was so the first if ever you Netflix like that, original. Norseman, to me, is one of my favorite shows. If you haven't seen Norseman, it is a okay. lampooning show of Viking shows, and it is <gasps> absolutely brilliant. Okay. I'm going to write that down. For- what, so Norse- what's that on? It's on it's on Netflix, Norseman. It's three seasons. They canceled it after three seasons, but it is absolutely incredible. Um, then there's um I love British comedies. Black Books on is I think it's on Amazon. It's really, really Black funny. Books. It's with Dylan Moran and Bill Bailey. Mm-hmm. Really, really funny. Very, very dry. So if you don't like the first episode, don't continue. It's like a super, super dry humor. Um there's uh there's a show called Friday Night Dinner. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Hello. Our... That is oh. like. I was going to say, like, as a Jewish family. Oh, he did. What an he incredible, did, incredible show. Yeah, we are, we are hardcore Friday Night Dinner fans. I, we haven't all finished. Well, I, haven't all, I think we're all at different stages. That now. one I'm doling out like Schitt's Creek. I can't. I no, love it's, that show. It's so a much. literally a perfect, it's a perfect show. Everyone I've shown it to, like, I found the show on, on Clubhouse because one of the, my British friends on Clubhouse is like, you have to watch this as a Jew. Oh, yeah, and sure. absolutely eat it up. It is fantastic. I I love how there's always a challah on the table. Yeah, they don't actually touch it. But they don't touch it or make a direct reference. Yeah, you would think they it? live in LA because they're all gluten free. Like they don't like everyone like just passes on the challah. But it's but it's, it's there. It's there. It's there. And then the other, the last one, um, I would give you is a show called Autonomies. So it's the same writers as Stissel, which if you haven't seen, I love that show. My mom loves I it. I tried. My mom really loves it. I tried. I love that really show. Sad. I had a hard it's, time. It's, a, it's sad. Um, but I also like, there was a bunch of shows that I watched with like the, the dubbing, like Lupin and Dark, but like, this is my favorite. So Autonomies is on Amazon and it's basically in a post-Civil War Israel where the Haredi community lives in Jerusalem and an autonomous Jerusalem and the non-Orthodox live in a, uh, like a live in Tel Aviv. And the basic wow. story, the basic story wow. is, is that like, um, there was a nurse who accidentally killed a baby and gate and was so nervous that she took a baby from the Haredi's room and gave it to this non, to this Hiloni, to like this non-religious person. And then nine years later goes to the Hasidic woman is like, your child is actually not alive. And it's just like this battle between the Orthodox and the non-Orthodox about who should get this child. I mean, it's, it the sounds amazing, but I'm, I'm I, but, but I am anxious, extremely anxious. No, no, it is very, very anxious, but I've only watched the first three episodes because, and my friend would call me crazy that I do this, but I like saving episodes. Like if it's a show that I love. No, 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 I just said, I just said, I cannot bring my, I will not finish It's Greek. I still have the last episode of Parks and Rec and I, (laughs) wow, yeah, and I'm going through Friday Night Dinner very carefully. No, no, so I'm the same way. So I, I've seen it because I really, really... Oh, and sorry, you know what? One more because of how much I love the show. Hashoter Hatov, The Good Cop. It's on Netflix. It's an Israeli show. They only have the first season. I still cannot find the second season. The best... Really the best Israeli seasons. The best yeah. Israeli... The best Israeli comedy I've ever seen. Like, I'm, I'm crying. It's like such a perfect... It's such a perfect insight into like an Israeli family. Oh, I love that. I love Israeli awesome. comedies. I there I, I I used to watch and, I, I and just there. to be clear, when you're watching, you said Lupin, which I watched and really liked, and um Dark. You're watching them dubbed? You're not No, 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 to... no. I will never watch it dubbed. So Okay, with, okay. Yeah. You're watching in the original and same with the Hebrew with subtitles. The original and also with like, subtitles. Okay. Exactly. With the Hebrew shows, I understand enough Hebrew. With the dark, I speak a fluent Yiddish, so I understand a lot of what they're saying, but I still read Damn. it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. All right. Well, that's amazing. Um, 
I, uh, my, thank you. These are great recommendations. These my, are really good. I feel like my, we gave you a bunch of good stuff, but we just- No, I'm excited. I'm going to read that stuff. list. I'm going to go through that list. Yeah. And then, and then for me, uh, Warrior on HBO Max. I've still only seen the first episode, but it's really cool. Bruce Lee. Um, uh, 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 but before we, I finish saying something, Becky, where can people follow? Oh, no, no Becky had to go. To I'll go. just say what she had to. Um, and then I, I'm catching up on Vice, which is available on my Hulu Live. Dark Side of the Ring, which are like wrestling documentaries not made by the WWE. So they are like actually like extremely dark and tell you the terrible things that happen. And there's one on, it was a horrific story about uh, Chris Benoit who uh, and the murders associated with him. Um, uh, but you know how I'm, I'm in a wrestling phase again. And so I love eating up all the behind the scenes stuff. So that's a lot of fun for that. That series is great. That one's very dark, but it's very cool. Um, uh, Mo, where can people find you? Um, clubhouse and otherwise. Oh, sure. So yeah, I, I think the most I am anywhere in the world right now is clubhouse, um, and on clubhouse, I'm Mo M O E underscore Braun B R A U N. And on Instagram, which is what I use for the DMS on clubhouse, it's curbing your enthusiasm. That's awesome. And you're a big curb fan. So I love Larry David, like every other Jewish man. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, where can people follow you? On Twitter, T-T-C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez. And on um, Clubhouse, Louie Gorman, L-I-L-Y. Um, and you can follow Becky at Paper BK Princess on Twitter and on Twitter. That's it? On That's Twitter. on Twitter. And then she's Becky Pamela on Clubhouse. And um, yeah, so that's where you can follow Becky. And then you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table, Pancake four table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. And uh, please join us in checking out the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Equal Justice Initiative, and the Asian American Journalist Association, all organizations that we are supporting as a family doing really important work for our democracy here at home. And um, uh, with that, the theme music by What Does It Eat kicks in. And we dance our way into this afternoon. We want to thank Mo Braun for thank being you so here. Much. We can't wait well, to have you, for you back again great. for a third time. <laughs> I, I'm Absolutely. looking forward to. It. I have a lot of I have a lot of stuff to watch. And uh, stay tuned after the theme music because I'll I'll put a little clip from the uh, sadly uh, audio messed up version of this episode. It was my fault. Um, but thanks everybody for listening. And see you later. Bye. My theory is, is that my mother in particular describes every movie the way people normally describe the poorly described films. And so I think she's going to be your best contestant ever. I'm talking up too much. Oh, wow. All right, Mo, take us to it. So my favorite one, because it's so real and it's so, it's, it's a kind of a, it's kind of a softball, but, it, but it's a fun one is it's eccentric millionaire in cosplay beats up the mentally ill. Oh, um, 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 oh, you know what I think? Cause I, 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 I think you've played, I, oh, I, oh, I, I've played, so I know the Eddie Murphy movie. I'm not going to say it. I Eddie Murphy. Movie. Say it, I That's Eddie Murphy. Trading places. Is that trading places?
It is not. Mr. Deeds? But he, yes. he dresses up in cosplay. He dresses up as somebody else. Oh. So wait, wait, I'm not right? Isn't isn't training places is somebody rich who pretends to be somebody poor? Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't beat up the mentally ill. Oh, okay. The mentally ill. That doesn't seem appropriate. You would think that after, but when you hear the when you hear the name, that's the answer, you'll be like, oh, okay. So cosplay is a dressing up as somebody else, but not necessarily like a superhero. Well, no, it's it's usually some sort of pop culture dress up. Right. Yeah. The people you see at Comic Con dressed up as characters. Yeah, I know the answer actually. Yeah, you do too. Think of who think of a rich person who dresses up in an outfit and goes out and beat there you go. Yes, good job. There is Batman. Batman is the Batman because the Joker's not well. Yeah. Oh very good. Yes. Okay. Dad. You don't then Lily. You know, I'll I'll try it. Um, Dad, that's really good. Okay. Uh, good for school, you. High school sweethearts reunite after uh, quite a while and um, try to make a go on it, uh, but only if uh, the man uh, settles down and changes his profession. It's perfect. It's not Greece? It's it not, not Greece. And it's not Greece. I immediately thought Greece. No, it too. wouldn't be because Greece are still kids. High school sweethearts unite after, I don't know, 10 years or 15 years, and they're ready to. Oh, uh, you've got mail. No, they're oh. not high school sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> <laughs> not <mine. laughs> no, the notebook, oh, yeah. that's not true. They get married. Wait, did Mo have a guess? Wait. The notebook. No, it yeah. can't be the notebook. I also don't think my dad ever saw that movie. <laughs> Um, wait hold on you had me you had me wait you had me like it's like one of like the hitman comedies or something (gasps) oh 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 all right he has to change his profession badly described but also if you know dad that's a great one all right mom just describe a movie the way you normally describe it i can't i'm i know i'm not gonna get a single one this is my easy one a toddler and some friends go through a door and they get into all kinds of trouble a toddler and some friends go through a door and get into all kinds of that's literally, that's literally how that's an episode that's literally how mom describes movies so this is and a perfect friends, game but it's friends uh, there's something well, of narnia uh, narnia i thought of I narnia but, gonna say that, but, that's not but there's no toddler all right what about there's you no... mo? mo you got one or just I'm, about... I'm thinking on it i'm thinking on it they go a to- through a door they all they go, go through a door monsters inc yes Oh, that's great. Look at that. That's great. No, because Sully is with her and he goes ah. through and then they go through all kinds of doors. All right. I don't remember that part. Oh, mom, that's amazing. Right. I am so impressed I with everyone. Yesterday with my granddaughters. That's <laughs> really so fresh. It's, a, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that's a great description. Old that's a great. Man, so here's my description. Old man in the twilight of his career um uh drops dead in front of his grandchild oh shy it's a terrible movie <laughs> sorry i didn't realize how dark that was it's not a pixar movie <laughs> it's a live action classic okay think about it but think of it this way if you know me like this is one of my favorite movies ever think of it this way there's sometimes i fixate on like a particularly sad part of the movie and i say that's what it's about like I'll tell you, like that's what it's about. Yeah. So wait, what was it again? What, um, what was it? Old man in the twilight of his career drops dead in front of his grandchild. 
Oh, Godfather. Yes. Oh, oh, that's wow, awesome. you're wow. right. Oh, I got one. I got one. No, but but like I'm saying, it's about an old man. No, hey, I got career. it. I got it. I got it. And you got it. I'm impressed. Because that is such like an impactful moment in the movie. Yeah. It's um, like if you asked me what Up was about, I wouldn't see, tell you it's about like dogs and birds and whatever that nonsense like, is in the rest of the movie. I'll be like, it's about this old like, man who loses his wife, this old man whose <laughs> wife dies, and then the rest of his life is miserable. Like that's, <laughs> and he gets to get rid of all of his things that are important. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay, that was great. Okay, mine is a guy. So it's about a guy who tries to milk his girlfriend's father. Oh, um, of the meet the parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> I, that's funny because I first thought of Opportunity Knox, but I went back to Mo's original rule of it has to be a movie people know about. <laughs> um, okay. A guy, it's all about guys. A guy who is uh, trying to replace his rug. His what? Oh, his rug. Big, big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> big Lebowski. All right. All right. So even though mom got it right, I'd love to give one more back to Mo, and then we'll get into some further conversation. Mo. Oh sure. So this is this is this is kind of a kind of an easy one, but it, it was somebody gave this hint last week, and it was great. Um, kid ditches school to sing a Beatles song in front of a crowd. Oh, oh Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Bueller's Day yeah, Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's a that's a great line though. That's a good I, one. I was like, two. I was like, what Hugh Grant movie is he talking about? <laughs> I, I, for the record, guys, I got two. Good job. 